choose one to come in. I'll let him come in. Oh, that's so nice of you. Man, what is the deal with paper towel dispensers? Who decided that you should get this thing like the size of a post-it note, where you gotta pull like four or five of them to even get a decent amount to dry your hands off? It's just absolute bullshit. Just make it so that when you pull one off, oh. it just goes. You know, right? folks, I w- anyways, Sean's messing up on this side. Welcome to week 40. Happy to all the people tuning in. You know, uh, uh, th- we try this out. What is this, the third time we've tried this out, too? Where, where, where we're doing it live uh, online? Fourth, maybe even fifth. Yeah, well, I, I, we're starting to get the hang of it. Sort of, kind of, sort of, you know. I got the hang of it. Yeah, I, you know, he wanted to, he wanted me to let him on so he could do his thing where he talks over the song. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. As soon as I did it, I'm like, I immediately regret this choice. Like, I, why did I allow him to do this? Sorry, folks, because the phone's going to blow up tomorrow morning and I'm going to hear the dairy t- cartel saying, why do you keep doing that to yourself? I don't know. I just like to see, you know, I, I have a short memory, I guess. I don't know. Tell me okay. I'm wrong about the paper towel. Hey, here's here's where we're going to start. Okay. To anyone tuning in online tonight, it, your comments, I see there's already one there. My idea is to leave it to the very end because I, I kind of want to just worry about this and then we'll, uh, uh, <laughs> except now I do have to read this. Trisha Crossland said, uh, just poured myself a tea with honey, maybe Flint Farm honey from PV. Who knows what's up with honey? And yeah. Anyways, she's going to have a nice Paradise uh, Valley. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Hi. if you haven't heard my rants on on honey, uh, do yourself a favor and go back and listen to some podcasts. Because uh, they're pretty sweet. <laughs> all right. Here's here's the here's the here's a question to all the listeners, maybe even the people viewing. If you want to put in comments, whatever. Here's some text we got from last week's uh, mashup. Okay, the first one says, um, "You may have already received some feedback on your uh, podcast introductory music." I'm a truck driver and I'm exposed to this type of talk every day as, uh, as normal, but so many others, such as my wife, do not care to hear lyrics, which include phrases like so many motherfuckers. Uh, anyways, I don't. I wasn't going to say it, but then I, I said it. Anyways, if that, uh, you know, if you're sitting there watching this or listening to this tomorrow morning, that bugs you, just hit up the text line. I, mean, I threw it to Tuz. Me and Tuz, Tuz is like, well, if it bothers them, what, what does it matter? And I'll, I'm putting words in your mouth now, Tuz. But I'm like, yeah, but if the people don't want it, the way we've ran this show is we let them decide where it goes. To be fair... As soon as we start talking about what's going on in the world, they're going to hear us say motherfucker at least once or twice. I just, I, I, I fail to see. I know Frank, but you don't have to celebrate it. Okay. You don't have to celebrate it. In lyrics. Right. (laughs) And so that's, that's just where I'm coming from on it. Maybe there's a distinction I'm missing. Yeah. Once again, um, I put it out to the listeners. If they all come back saying, uh, bleep out the word or they're just like, no, it's totally awesome. I'm just going to leave it to all the people. I I, I like I like uh, involving the listeners as much as possible. They haven't steered us wrong to this point. They've been fantastic, and yep. so I go, why not? Why not allow them to have one more, uh, you know, one more opportunity to to adjust what this thing looks like? I will say this: we are going to have to come up with something different for October. Mm, we are. I tell you what, it's going to be a good trial run for October, isn't it? Because we're not going to allow that kind of talk on this podcast come sober October. And we're certainly not going to allow twos to drink uh, every day of the week, but Tuesday. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Just going to say that for the listener, we're going to do sober October. Uh, we got a sponsor for it. We're excited about it. Um, but we're, we're not gonna, we're not going to have you like cheating. That, that, that makes zero That's sense. Not, I don't know. Well, We'll continue to discuss this as it 
Yeah, I know. I'll hear from the listeners as well. Uh, you don't get to have four days of sober October and the rest of the time. Like, that makes zero sense. Um, here, mashup was was good. Seems the news just keeps getting crazier. They lie to us. We know they're lying, but they keep lying. They must know that we know, right? I think Biden will be the next leader out the door. This document scandal smells like an inside job. That's rich from, uh, oh boy, is it Cordis? Curtis? Cordis? Ontario? Anyways. And then, uh, OMG, I burst out laughing in Safeway when you and Twos and Marty started talking about the cocaine turtle. If you haven't listened to Mashup 39, I suggest you go back and have yourself yep. a chuckle. Marty uh, was a beauty. <laughs> hope you enjoy, or ho- hope your 2023 is off to a great start. Enjoying all the podcasts so far this year. That's Megan out of Calgary. Uh, and then we had the tomato soup. Like I feel like the Tuesday mashup needs to take a road trip to and go find where this tomato soup burger is. The tomato soup things. So we were having a discussion about the best yep. rink burger in Saskatchewan. Two says it's where they, they douse it in tomato soup, which I've never tried. And it said the tomato soup thing is to keep the burgers from drying out when you pre-cook them. Uh, not the epitome of burgers. Uh, but if you're going to that style, mix Sprite with the tomato soup and leave it simmering in the crock pot. That's the Erskine Curling Rink Burger. It shames me to admit similarities between rural Alberta and Saskatchewan. So that's just some of the feedback we had uh, last week. And I got to give, there there is a lady out there that was going to sing for us. Uh, She she was going to do us up a little diddle for the liberal, uh, you know, play of the week. And uh, somewhere she forgot about us because we didn't get it for this week. So I'm going to be all over her. Yep. And... I actually had a couple of reviews come in. One of them I'd missed. I don't know if you remember when we did our uh, our Festivus, um, the, the Tuesday smash up, I think we're calling it now. Uh, somebody, we talked about how it should all be two two star reviews for my podcast. And someone <laughs> gave us one. He said, almost as bad as 22 day old 2% milk. The most mediocre, well, mediocre podcast out there leaves you laughing and yelling at your radio every week. But the latest one was Twos and Sean crushing it. Happy Tuesday. I never miss. Love the live. Clay from, Saskat- from Saskatchewan. So, from hey, Saskatchewan. Clay. Hey, Clay yeah. from Saskatchewan. Um, we got a fun one this week. We got, we, we are all over the map this week. Yeah. So why don't we get started? Uh, we got 12, uh, 12. Actually, wait, wait, before we get there. So we are looking for month by month sponsors. So if you're a business owner out there and you would like a month, Hit us up with a, a DM or hit my the, the phone line. Um, we got uh, AMC Electrical out of Rocky Mountain House is going to be February's. So we got our first mm-hmm. one. That's a longtime listener in Drew McKay. So uh, excited for that and what that will bring us. And if you're in the, you know, you're hearing that and you're like, ooh, I wouldn't mind finding some more information out about it. Hit up Mirror Twos, uh, like I say, in the show notes on the podcast. If you're listening, uh, the phone number's in there. Just shoot a text, and we'll give you all the details. Now, week 40, we got lots on the on the go. 12 uh, things at two minutes, but I'm going to tack on an extra six because we all know Twos is going to go on these long tangent rants. He doesn't go on long tangent rants. You do. He goes on all the time. tangent rants. All the time. Anyways, I, I, tacked on a, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tack on an extra five minutes and 23 seconds because I feel like that's kind of where it's going to go. Okay, so 29 minutes and 23 seconds, because what the hell? That's where we're going to go. And uh, with that being said, let's uh, let's start with the first um, headline, shall we? Uh, Daniel Smith takes on the CBC. 
The Alberta government says there's no evidence of emails between the Alberta Crown Prosecution Service and Alberta Premier Daniel Smith's office. Uh, the government initiated a review after the CBC published a story on Thursday, Thursday alleging that staff in Smith's office emailed Crown, Crown prosecutors challenging their assessment and direction on cases stemming from the Coots border blockades and protests. The story cited anonymous sources. And then the uh, the CBC later updated its story with an editor's note saying the original version of the story neglected to note that CBC News has not seen the emails in question. That's kind of a big part of it. I think that's literally the entire article. <laughs> like, that's the whole story is there's emails and they said, well, we haven't actually seen them. We don't know if they exist or not. Give me one sec. Keep talking. Really? Twos is going to pull a Sean here? What do you got to use the can, buddy? Irritable yeah, bowel syndrome. I was real fast. No, I just, I, I don't want the the heater fan coming on beside sure, me and sure, the noise getting sure. picked up. Yep. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, actually, the, the strange thing about the article is they haven't adjusted their headline. The headline oh. is state. And basically saying that she's, you know, well, I mean, it's just, it's insane. And then the fact that they have in there, uh, yeah, we actually haven't seen any emails. Hmm. It's kind of this weird murky area where any email that's been deleted gets kept for 30 days. And so, you know, anything that would have been deleted more than a month before they did this review wouldn't have been found. They managed to turn it over really, really fast, which seems a little bit suspicious. And so it, it seems kind of like it would make sense. But here's the thing is Daniel Smith has been very astute in just about everything she's been doing since she became premier and even leading up to it. And so I really don't think that she would just go on this full-on frontal attack against the NDP and the CBC over this article if she knew that there was any chance that something was going to come out of it that would um, prove them right. Well, here, look, this is what I'm talking about, okay? This is the headline of the article. Alberta's mm -hmm. premier's office contacted Crown Prosecution about Coots cases, sources, okay? And then you scroll down. But see, that's that's the whole expert say thing. And look at and look at the editor's well. note. So after after the big giant headline, Alberta's premier office contacted Crown Prosecution about Coots cases, sources. And for you, those of you not watching, I have it up on the screen. And if you scroll down underneath the first picture, it goes editor's note. The original version of the story published Jan January 19, neglected to note the CBC News has not seen the emails in question. It's like you don't even have a story then. No, that's, it, it goes against everything that you would think that you would do in terms of journalistic practices. Like, oh, we had a bunch of uh, reliable people saying this thing existed. Well... Do you have any evidence? Where is the proof? No, we're just going to run it anyway because we've got the highest journalistic standards because we're the CBC. It's, it's absolutely insane. Real quick, though, I, I thought this was funny. So Thomas Lukasik, who's the former deputy premier, um, he was one of those socialists who couldn't have a career in politics unless he ran for the Conservative Party, which kind of helped them go down that whole Alison Redford shit show thing. And he said, anyone who's been in government for one day knows that ministers and executive staff use private devices and email addresses for communications that they don't want examined by the privacy commissioner or public service commissioner. That should not be a thing, regardless of party. Yeah. 
Seriously, you had that queued up? You son of a bitch. <laughs> For those of you uh, listening and not watching, two, or Sean just put across the screen, twos goes on a rank. I press the beeper, uh, you know, the buzzer, folks. Does he ever acknowledge it? No. No, what he does is he goes on a two-minute rant about a side note. Anyways, what can I do? Here we go. Um, not dying is illegal in Canada. Uh, according to a new report by Second Street Org, thousands of Canadians die each year languishing on healthcare waiting lists in Canada. That was Aaron Gunn, a tweet, a uh, video that he'd done, um, basically uh, calling out how, you know, tons of people are basically sitting there mothballed, waiting to expire, not being able there to. Was uh, something like 3,000 people who died last year on on wait lists. And you've got all of the hard left people in Canada saying that we should not be allowed to do this because it needs to exist within the healthcare system, but it doesn't exist within the healthcare system. So not like, it's just absolutely baffling. The whole people who say, you know what, if it saves one life, it's worth it. You know, if it just saves one life, it's, it's totally worthwhile. The gun control in Toronto, John Tory, if it saves one life, it's worth it, but he won't do. And this is an interesting one because when he mandated, when he took over as as uh, mayor in Toronto, he said that they weren't going to do random check stops of people, you know, looking for ID and then seeing if they had any priors or anything like that because it was racist. But then when they stopped doing that, the shootings in Toronto went whoop and they just skyrocketed. I mean, maybe it's a little bit racist, maybe it isn't, but the fact of the matter is, is that appears to have, according to the statistical data, saved lives. So if it saves one life, it's worth it. All these COVID measures, if they save one life, it's worth it. But if somebody wants to buy a life-saving medical procedure, that's illegal in Canada, even though it would save their life. What a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Daniel Smith openly interfering in democracy. Um... Man, this is, I'll, I'll try and keep this short-winded, folks, but here we go. Four provincial cabinet ministers were among those to announce the creation of the Edmonton Public Safety and Community Response Task Force on Monday. The task force aims to build on the province's recovery-orientated system of addiction and mental health care using resources from provincial and municipal governments as well as the local partner agencies. And this is a coordinated approach. We will be taking action. The action includes a series of initiatives, including increasing addiction treatment capacity, providing addiction and mental health treatment programs in correctional centers, creating hybrid health and police hub, expanding medical detox services, building harm reduction recovery outreach teams, and expanding access to emergency shelter spaces. And I'm not sure if that's what Tuz was going after the fact the mayor of Edmonton said they weren't consulted. One of the two. Well, that's the thing, is that the mayor of Edmonton said he says he wasn't consulted in this. And I don't live in Edmonton. I think that this task force and doing what they can to clean things up so it's not an absolute shit show. You just had Sport Check pull out of the downtown mall. And the, the owners of the mall said that they've invested like $5 million in trying to make it a safer place. A mall. And so, obviously, it needs some help. But it's not really the premier's job to jump in and say that a municipality needs to do things differently, even if it would be an obviously better thing. I mean, this is what they voted for. They voted for Amarjeet Sohi, the former liberal minister, to be their mayor. They voted for safe injection sites. They voted for a shit show on their train system. 
This is what they want. And, and you got to let different areas conduct their own experiments and figure out what does and doesn't work. And so, yeah, even though, even though it makes every bit of sense to actually go in and clean things up, obviously the people who don't want this done voted for it to not happen. So you're wasting your breath. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, um... I don't know, like, uh, you'd think he'd be welcoming, um, the opportunity to have a government spend a whole bunch of money trying to help along a problem that is obviously there and saying that every time I see the government create these task force, I'm kind of like, here we go. And there's going to be a lot of overspending and, and we'll oh, see yeah. if anything comes of it. Absolutely. And I mean, how much common sense would it take to just say, okay, well, let's just get some, let's get some police officers or bylaw officers or whatever on the train. And if people are smoking meth on the train, you throw them off the train. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of big brain, you know, think tank stuff to come up with this. Just when people are smoking meth on the train, you kick them off. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this week in liberal corruption, I wish we had a little diddle. We do not. We talked about that last week. Somebody let us down. We will talk about that a different day. Here it is. I'm just Can so disappointed. <laughs> Canada's new anti-hate appointee says bringing in laws to tackle online harms will be a priority for the job. On Thursday, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau appointed, appointed and man, here comes just a debauchery of a name. I apologize. Amira Elgawabi to be Canada's first special representative on combating Islamophobia. The federal government also plans to introduce a digital safety commissioner who could take down offending content. And then El Gawabi said she will look... Man, I, somewhere somebody knows how to pronounce that. Anyways, communities to inform government anti-hate policies, including the soon-to-launch National Action Plan on Combating Hate. Man, am I excited. Uh, the government does not yet state how the NAP will work because they have no fucking idea. But likened it with the past anti-hate commitments, such as the pr uh, promise to introduce online harm legislation and a program to promote a healthy information ecosystem online. Um, and if you're wondering where Elga Wabi for, uh, previously worked, she worked for the Toronto Star and CBC News as a journalist, as well as the National Council of Canadian Muslims and Canadian Anti-Hate Network. There you the go. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network, which was started by the Liberals to make bogus um, online surveys to justify their online censorship bill. That's that's her resume. Is she went over from that to this? And the funny thing is, is that she has gone off multiple times about. Um, I think she said some stuff about Jews, but maybe I'm mixing that up with the last guy. And she <laughs> definitely said a bunch of stuff that was anti-Quebec, which is interesting because first off, I don't really see that as being a bad thing. But secondly, like they just went through this whole thing with Leith Maroof. You think you'd vet people a little bit better. It's it's just funny, like how many times they put somebody in who's supposed to like get rid of the anti-hate, but they've said like anyways, like it, this just it feels like I'm I'm having deja vu, you know? And well, here we are all over again. Same story. And and the same thing where they say, Did you guys not just Google? Her. Like, did you not just go through some of her tweets? Because it's not like the tweet had been deleted even after she got appointed. It was still up there. People were retweeting it and commenting on it and stuff. This is, they don't give a shit. They just don't. And and the fact that we're the only ones calling them out on this. Where's the CBC on that? Well, she's one of theirs. Where's CTV on that? Well, they give them $600 million. 
You know, this is where we should have the little uh, somehow added in where Bill Murray and Groundhog Day just scrolls in and that's it just it's just a scene from Groundhog Day because this feels like it's happened to us like yeah, 17 this- times. We're hitting the alarm clock and we're hearing share. <laughs> Here's a new one. I like this one. Djokovic, Djokovic wins an even playing field. Uh, Novak Djokovic wins his 10th Australian Open title a year after being deported for being unvaccinated. I think we all recall this. And he said, I, and I quote, I would I would say that this is the biggest victory in my life considering the circumstances. Like, this is, this is poetry. This is absolute it's poetry. Vindication. Yes, it is. Like, I mean, come on. The guy get, goes to Australia. They're going to give him an exemption last year. And then he lands, and then they pretty much throw him back on the plane and say, get out of here, you dirty, dirty man. Dirty, unvaccinated. Out you go. I mean, here's the thing. Out you go. And then he comes back the next year and throws it in everybody's face. And wins. But, I mean, of course he wins. It's beautiful. Like, uh, how is he not going to win? He's the only person playing that doesn't have myocarditis. At what point are we going to have a conversation about the unfair advantage that unvaccinated people have in sports. Should they be allowed to play against, play against myocarditing persons? This is just absolute bullshit. Like, like it's just, it's the unfair advantage. It's the trans, it's the Let's, trans men versus women conversation. I'm glad you brought it up. We're going to have to have a conversation about it at some point. I tell you what, let's, let's, let's talk about unfair advantages. Okay. Transgender figure skater spends too much time on her knees. You you probably want the video for this, uh, but we could talk about the article. I'll bring up the article first. Here, let, let's start here. Uh, the, so there's a video that I'll show here shortly, um, but the, the article was on was on cycling, and it said a report on transgender women athletes in elite sports has found that if uh, UCI rules are adhered to, there is currently no substantial evidence of any biological advantages for trans women competing in elite women's sports. It found there was no evidence that biomedical factors related to the male puberty, such as lung size, bone density, hip to knee joint, angle, predict any unfair advantage, but some evidence that social factors like nutrition, training, and access to equipment do. Um, it went on to say what threatens women's elite sport for cis and trans women is not trans women, but is rather misogyny in the form of underfunding, non-parity, and participation and leadership. That's, that's okay. what they came to. Here's the thing. Who did that study? The Canadian government, wasn't it? The Canadian Center for Ethics and Sports, which is a nonprofit company who, if you go into the financial records, gets about 92% of their funding from the federal government. Yeah, so it's the government saying, (laughs) oh, hey, you know what? We want a study. This This is like when they commissioned a study saying that climate change was causing the forest fires and they didn't take arson into account. And then that quietly went away when they realized when everybody pointed out how stupid they were. This is the same thing. The government in Canada keeps doing this. Okay. Um, here's, here's the video that me and two is, uh, referenced. Okay. This is, this is in, this is in Finland. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm just going to let the video speak for itself too. Do you want to narrate? Yeah, this is a man who decided to become a woman who has never spent much time skating. She's going to fall over in about five seconds. She's out there dressed in a dress, falling around all over the place. Someone has to help her get up, and everyone's who watching. Who thought this like was a good idea? Be, 
that's the thing is some asshole told this poor person that they should just be going out and it's going to be momentous and it's going to be beautiful and she's going to be celebrated and she looks like a complete idiot. And, and like, just, just imagine how much of a dick you have to be to encourage someone who has no skill in this whatsoever to be put front row and center in an entire stadium. Yeah. I like, I, I, I just, I guess I feel bad. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I watch it and I'm like, like, I understand why well, I say I don't understand. I, I go like, I don't know. Like, this isn't the, I'm going to pick on Hillmont, but you know, this isn't Hillmont with it. It might even been more awkward if you had had like the slow clap, like one person, you got this full stadium, you got all these figure skaters that are beautiful figure skaters. You can see them skating around and you got the one person who can hardly stand up on skates out there. Yep. It makes zero sense. And then everyone's supposed to treat it like it's normal and it's not. And that poor person is going to be looking back on that and thinking that they were like, just, you, you really feel for, you feel for them, but you have to absolutely realize that there is a very, very sick and evil person that put them up to this. Well, I don't know if I can uh, say anything more. Here we go. Liberals ban on plastics, a common sense, oh, and common sense is in the bag. Hmm, I screwed that one up. Sorry, folks. Um, okay, so this is... I'm going to quote a couple things uh, here. Um, this is Gao. This is the the head of one. Of the, I forget what the company was called, which is, I think it's Leaf. I think Leaf. Uh, Leaf Environmental I, Products. I started this company about seven years ago because I really, really hate single-use plastics and loathe their existence, said Gao. I think there's some of the worst things we've created out of convenience. So the mission statement of the company has always been to get rid of single-use plastics. Leaf is working on several products, but one has come under the scrutiny uh, is, is its compostable grocery bag, which is designed to be reused as a kitchen co compost bin liner after it transports groceries home. Despite the fact that the bag contains no plastics, they're being included in the federal government's single use plastic ban, which also outlaws unconvent and I'm putting this in quotes, unconventional plastics. That means as of the end of 2023, co-op will no longer be able to offer the bags as the, t as the till as an alternative to paper bags and reusable bags. Throw up the picture of them while we talk about this. This is the same thing they did with the gun ban. It looks scary, so we have to ban it. You, you've got this picture of him. He's holding up what looks like a regular-ass shopping bag, Aaron, I'll bring but it it's not made with any polymer products. It's been tested. It's been proven. It's got all kinds of weird-ass green certification but it just it looks scary so we need to get rid of it there's there's no common sense involved with any of this like this is i i guess by i kind of want i kind of want to enter this interview this guy this it sounds very cool um this is what this is what samuel lafontaine a spokesperson with environment and climate change canada said okay he said mm -hmm. Leaf's bags appear to fall under this definition of unconventional plastics and that they remain a threat to wildlife these bio-based plastics are currently problematic to manage at their end of life, which is why they are captured under this prohibition, okay? And then if you scroll down, goes, Gao says, people need to understand the difference between biodegradable, a term loosely tossed around by manufacturer, manufacturers, and certified compostable, which means a product can be accepted into a city's composting program. That's what that bag right there, yeah, it can go in the compost. It's certified. Yeah. It's certified. And 
and they don't they don't understand the difference and this is classic government bureaucracy where you're just like well this this rule doesn't make sense and they say it doesn't have to because we're in fucking charge and you can fucking deal with it but here's the thing is if this company was based in gatineau or montreal or quebec city it wouldn't have even been an mm. issue you think how that- many more times does trudeau and the liberals have to just ostracize and try and put entirely out of business Western companies trying to make a go of things. You think that that's a big uh, big case on this as well? Is that it's a Western company? I, here's the thing. If it happens once, twice, it's a coincidence. How many more times does this have to happen? This is the same thing with the, um, the company that was able to manufacture the vaccine, but they couldn't get the contract. And so they got basically ran out of Canada. And then Trudeau uh, did this big press announcement that they were opening up, they were subsidizing the construction of a vaccine facility in Quebec. And you're like, well, there used to be one in in Calgary, but you wouldn't give it any of the contracts. And so they had to leave the country. And now you're paying to have another Fair. one built in Quebec. You're making me Fuck feel silly as, as you point out a bunch of things. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, okay, Sean, stop being silly. Oh, and it's probably a hate crime, too, because the guy's Asian. <laughs> Not worth the effort. Now a legitimate workplace excuse. The Canada Revenue Agency, Commissioner Bob Hamilton, says it is not worth the effort to conduct a full review of more than $15 billion in pandemic wage benefits the Auditor General has said may have been sent to ineligible recipients. Where the fuck is the threshold if it's somewhere above $15 billion? Like, like if it was fifteen and a half billion dollars, maybe can we, we could... just can we just get a million sent to the Tuesday mashup, and we could just see what we could do with it. If we're gonna just send it to send it if to people, we don't see what happens. Shit about fifteen billion dollars, billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the report said the Auditor General had found that four point six billion in overpayments to ineligible recipients. It said an additional twenty seven point four billion might have been paid out to ineligible people and businesses should be investigated further. So it's actually over 15 billion. It's actually, it could be as high as 31 billion. And yep. they basically said, yeah, it's, it's not worth it because you know, like whatever. <laughs> it's, uh, Cause it's not worth the effort, but here's the thing. It's revenue Canada saying, well, it's not worth our effort. We don't really want to do this. Like, could you imagine if you worked in a warehouse and someone was like, yeah, I need you to go put that fucking pallet over there on the back of the truck. And you're like, well, it's not really worth the effort, so I'm not going to. And they say, okay, we're just going to keep paying you anyway. Like, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just nuts to me. It, it's it, We've gotten to these astronomical numbers now. They're astronomical. Yep. Let's get it's back like, to nobody the cares. $15 I mean, we care, but... Juice. Yeah, like, I, I mean... You know how many $16 orange juices you could buy with... Fifteen billion dollars, almost a billion. Oh man, is I tell you what, Trudeau's not getting off easy anywhere. Protesters angry at Trudeau. This is uh, uh, Justin Trudeau was swarmed by angry protesters outside the bread bar in Hamilton. I'm going to pull up the video, so if uh, if you're watching along, you can see. I'm sure everybody at this point has uh, has seen this. Um, but uh, here, let's let's even uh, see if we can't. Uh, Here's the thing. 
I don't know. Can you hear me? Okay, talk to her. Should I wait? Ah man. Well, I tell you what. Let's let's let it play through, and then we'll right. then we'll talk Oh man! Oh man! Okay, okay. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind it to the start. All right, Tuz. Uh, here as it plays again. This is absolutely beautiful. You look at the bullshit that he's pulling. We are paying for twelve thousand dollars worth of groceries for this asshole every month, and he goes out for fucking supper. Of course, you're gonna get protesters. Get your ass back home and go look in the fridge. Uh, I just, I, I, once again, what did he say in his speech at, in Hamilton? It was only a small uh, cohort of people or some, some yeah. phrasing like that. And you're the like, you watch, you watch, you watch the video. You're like, yeah, that ain't a small cohort. That's, that looks yeah. like a whole lot of people that are also, pissed. Is anybody else disappointed in the lack of diversity in the jackbooted thugs that are there uh, protecting him? And <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, I, I want to see more. I want to see more ethnic representation in our brown shirts in Canada. Seems like a fair ask, you know, honestly. Um, independent, liberal-funded think tank reported by independent, liberal-funded media. I can't make that up, folks. I, I just, I can't even, that's a great headline. Here's what it is, okay? Okay, Sean, here we go. The spread of COVID-19 misinformation in Canada cost at least 2,800 lives and $300 million to hospital expenses over nine months of the pandemic, according to estimates in a new report on Thursday. The report released by the Council of Canadian Acad Academias, uh, an independent research organization that receives federal funding, examined They're how not independent if they receive federal funding. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, how can, how can, uh, an uh, oh, man, it's even uh, an better. independent, read that line again. I'm going to read it again. Okay, okay. An independent research organization okay. that receives federal funding. Uh, These are the high journalistic standards. You can't make it up. Here's two. It's even better because if you look up the, um, the finer points of this, the federal funding that they receive is conditional on them conducting up to five studies at the behest of the liberal government per year. So Here, this presumably is one of check, them. Check 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 this out. Here's here's a quote again from the from the the thing. I like this, this thing. Is trans, this, this is the trend. This was beautiful. All over again. This, was, this was beautiful. Okay. In, demo, in a democracy, the public should be able to understand the risks we are facing. I actually agree with that. And act on that basis. Ooh, I like where it's going. But if you're drenched in misinformation, then you're distorting the public's ability and you're denying people the right to be informed about the risks they're facing. I feel like if you took that quote mm -hmm. and got rid of the rest of it, that's the problem we had right there. Like that, that, that right there was the problem. But it's, it's in this article that, uh, well, it's like they can't admit what they've done, you know? Yeah. Because well, they're federally then, funded. I mean, and then, and then somebody named Hibblefarb, which sounds, like some sort of, I don't know, Tolkien character, said it's important to balance tackling misinformation with freedom of expression. This bullshit study that the liberals paid to have 
that conveniently came out with the optimal thing that they were looking for was uncritically reported by CBC, and it cites a need for handling of misinformation, which is the next thing down the pipeline coming from the liberal government. This all wraps up in a neat <sighs> little bow. What a great article to read. I mean, if you just if you just want to have a chuckle at uh, how bad it is, I mean, anyways. Breaking news. Toronto is overrated. Um, I don't think that's really that breaking, but hey, yeah, what do I know? Uh, six Canadian cities are among the most overrated. And I should say oh, to the listeners who are listening in Toronto, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, six Canadian cities are among the most overrated cities for tourists to visit in the world, according to a new report. Um, Toronto was ranked the 36th most overrated, Montreal 43rd, Vancouver 56th, Ottawa 60th, Calgary 65th, Quebec uh, City 67th. So pretty much Canada is just overrated. That's, that's what I took out of the report. And yeah. at the top of the list, Bangkok ranked, uh, the most overrated city in the world. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that Munich was on there because I visited Munich, uh, for the 200th annual Oktoberfest which happened to land exactly on my birthday, just the stars aligned. And it was probably one of the coolest trips that I've had. Like, yeah, it was just the most concentrated bit of awesomeness. It was very confusing, though. I, I got very drunk and couldn't tell where I was you, anymore. You yeah. a guy who won't commit to sober October only the four days we record? No, I can't imagine that. Well, what, happens if I go to, what happens if I go to Oktoberfest? Well, don't go to Oktoberfest. You're not going to Oktoberfest. Don't shit on my dreams, Sean. Mm. Okay. Here you go. Happy news. Happy news, everyone. Uh, let's let's start with this one. I'm I'm gonna pull it up because I think if if you're please sit down if you and and don't have anything in your mouth for the first one, okay? Because I'm I'm sure this is gonna make you spit everywhere. Uh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here here it is. Here. The free market prevails, Sean. Uh, it's a Prime Minister Justin Trudeau bobblehead pencil holder gag gift where you can stick the pen or pencil into uh, the buttocks of uh, uh, Pierre, or, <laughs> of Justin Trudeau. And it looks like he kind of likes it. I, I, that's that's where I go. It, uh, this hilarious novelty gag gift is perfect for any Canadian or American tired of the small, weak dictator Trudeau. The hole comes big enough to fit a standard pen pencil, making well, it perfect for a desk. Perfect for like I imagine. Ah, uh, cripe. That's that's just good right there. That yeah, is good. We should have an Amazon link where people want to buy it. They can go through our affiliate link and we can get paid for it. I should have um, thought about that before we did it. You you want uh, you want uh, BuzzFeed as well. You want you want uh, you want me to bring up BuzzFeed here. Let's just pull. This yeah. Up. Well, I mean, I don't really like BuzzFeed that much, but I think it's worth talking about. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. Here's BuzzFeed. Breaking: BuzzFeed will use Chat GB. PT, sorry, to create content instead of writers, and the stock went up 92% today. Yeah, so they went public, I think it was last year, and their um, their market cap at the IPO was something like $1.5 and, and their market cap had gone down to about $100 million at um, a little while afterwards, and then now it went up, it, it actually went up something like 176% over a couple days. And the only thing that changed was that they said, we're getting rid of our staff 
and we are going to get a robot to write the articles. <laughs> oh, man. And it, it's just funny because, I mean, these are the same people getting laid off now. And, you know, it sucks when you lose your job for sure. But these are the same people that were gloating about, you know, the coal miners mm. losing their jobs. And they were just being sanctimonious assholes about how they should learn to code. And now people still need people. People still need to do the actual manual labor jobs. But the, the elitist jobs, which are apparently very low skill because a robot's now doing them, they're going to have to learn how to coal mine. Correct. Correct. Um, here, are, uh, let's go to uh, some of the listeners, shall we? Yes. So I'm going to go back to, I, I already, I already, uh, I already uh, brought this up, but here's the Trisha Crossland Roy. Just poured myself a tea with honey, maybe Flint Farm honey from PV knows what's up with honey and uh i read it wrong the first time so um anyways i know exactly what's going on there you're gonna sleep like a like a dream tonight trisha that's that's you know it's funny i poured myself a tea as well tonight um john hutchinson said so when are hey, you bringing john. on the when are you bringing on the dairy cartel to square off against twos twos i gotta give him a call i'm gonna I'm going to start bugging him about that. Every time he sends me something to check out or to listen to, I'll be like, we could talk about it on the show. It's true. And uh, it, it would be awfully nice if he would uh, um, entertain us. Cause I think it'd be, I think it'd be a fun uh, little episode, you know, just to have him come on and yep. call you an idiot and everything else. That's my thoughts. Um, and Aaron Randall. Everybody have to call me an idiot all the time. Well, sometimes you deserve it. He said, and what about the land use bylaw rewrite? This is happening for rural communities in Alberta. And I think this is something we need to bring up on the next uh, mashup uh, twos. Because I had something sent to me earlier today about it, and I never got to pull it open um, about what they're what they're uh, doing there. But I, I know there's a whole bunch uh, being talked about there, and I would love to put some comments in on it, except that I didn't read the article yet, so I have no idea what's actually going on. And I feel like by the look on your face, you have no idea either. I have no idea at all. Honestly, Aaron, uh, send us something to, to start kicking this off with. Cause I'm well, I'll look sure. through, I'll look through my, my notes because, um, I had something sent to me earlier today and I just didn't have time to get to it. So that's probably somewhere we can start off with and we'll see where we get to on it. And honestly, like anybody else is listening, if you see something really interesting that you think we should talk about, you know, like um, if if there was a tortoise smuggling heroin or something like that, uh, by all means, we are ears. Thank Aaron you, Aaron. says, Aaron says, okay, we'll do. So there, there you go. We're we're gonna we're gonna have a little deep dive uh, coming up, and uh, yeah, um, that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up for for week forty. You know, uh, 40, 40 mashups. What a what a thought. Um, it's been a blast, twos. Um, we went uh, about four minutes over our 30. You know, I, I tried to give them, uh, what was it, five minutes, 23 seconds, folks. Turns out I needed nine minutes and 23 seconds. Yeah, I uh, feel like eight minutes and 17 seconds of that was you trying to figure out the AV and the transitions and stuff. Don't know about that. Don't know about that. There's certainly, we'll tack on a little bit of time, a little bit of time for Sean having to mess around in the background. That is a fair criti critique. It's probably like, it's probably like, I don't know, eight seconds, something like that. I'm pretty quick on the draw, you know, getting things uh, sliding along. Either way, uh, thanks for tuning in, hopping on the live stream if you did that. And uh, to all the mashup fans that are 
probably uh you know getting to this point and not listening to the live stream they've uh, just woken up from a, a beautiful slumber and they're somewhere walking around whatever city it is chuckling to themselves happy tuesday to you and oh. uh, we will catch up to you next week so aaron says awesome show awesome. thanks for that and uh all crews says weekly reminding reminder for the rooster slurper shirts and hats Ooh, like like this oh hey oh hey oh this guy yeah, this guy right there. Um, we're working. I placed an order. We're waiting for it to come in. As long as it doesn't look like a complete train wreck, then we're going to have that link to you right away. My uh, my understanding with the shipping and everything is it's start of February. So like, what are we? We're we're the, the we're the thirtieth to thirty first yeah. today on the Tuesday mashup, right? So it should be in the next couple of days. We know. So hopefully by the next by mashup forty one, we got a link for you, and uh, we can go from there. Fair enough. Beauty. Fair enough. I don't know. Fair enough for me. Yeah, nobody else. They've been waiting a long time, you know? Yeah. I get it. I get it. Anyways, we should twos. come up with the pen holders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was okay. genius. That's that's just about the cleverest thing I've ever seen. Well, we could probably get a we could probably get a rooster pen holder. That would. Uh, it's not going to be nearly as good as that. Put the rooster that's, head that's on Trudeau's body, eh? Eh? I don't know. We'll see. And maybe, and maybe instead of his back end, his front end, rooster slurper. Maybe it's just a bobblehead. Yeah. Anyways, actually, All we right. should do bobbleheads of the people who stand behind him during the interviews and stuff. Just <laughs> blah, 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 <laughs> nodding aimlessly every time he opens his idiot mouth. <laughs> All right, twos. It's been a blast. Uh, Mashup 40 in the books. We will catch you next Tuesday for um, the first AMC Electrical of February. It's gonna you be betcha. That's going to be exciting times. Exciting times. So look out for that. And if you're a, a business somewhere and um, maybe interested in a month, let us know because we'd love to represent you too, especially if you've made it this far and haven't been offended or maybe you've been offended multiple times by twos. Maybe you just want to get your. Message I am not out there. the only know. offensive person on this show, Sean. Do you remember that time when you cut me out of the the song at the start? I was offended. Yeah, but everybody cheered. I could hear them cheering as they didn't have to listen to you banter about Delusion toilet paper or mediocrity. Yeah. Paper towel. Paper towel. That's right. Paper towel. That's how memorable it was. Anyways, Aaron's uh, sent us something in the messenger, so uh, I'll take a look and uh, we'll we'll get on that for next week. Either way. Twos, right. great time. We'll catch you next week. All right. See you, buddy.